and welcome to the On The Whistle. We are here in the Hotel Azalai in, in Cote d'Ivoire in Abidjan and we've got a brilliant guest coming back. He's been so generous. We've interviewed him, what, two, three times now and you're back yeah. on the show. First time in person, so yeah. it makes a huge difference. But Pico Lopez is here. Pico, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Alistair, yeah. Thanks very much and thanks for having me back on the show. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. It must feel pretty good topping a group of, with Ghana, Egypt, Mozambique. Cape Verde, the story of the tournament, uh, you know, bar maybe Cote d'Ivoire's absolutely, absolute collapse. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like how, how, what is the mood in the camp? How are you feeling kind of having done this? Have you had a chance to like reflect on what a brilliant achievement the group stage has been? Yeah, we have like, and I think that's it. That's been the most enjoyable part that we've recognized what we've done and yeah. celebrated for what it is. Obviously there's, there's a lot of work ahead and what we want to achieve like in, in our goals, like, but um, look, we, we really enjoyed the game, uh, the victory, sorry, after Ghana. Uh, and then the Mozambique one, which cemented our, our, our qualification, uh, was brilliant. Like, and then the game against Egypt, capital off the goal, undefeated to the group, finished top. Like, uh, it was just amazing. Like, and yeah, I just think the the lift it's given us in, in the group, where every day people come down, smile in the face, and it's just a really feel good vibe atmosphere at the moment. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why. Cape Verde have been so like such a story this tournament so brilliant is I think partially because of last tournament last tournament we saw you you know you were in the group of Cameroon and Burkina Faso and, and, and Ethiopian you got through the group so you kind of did the same thing in terms of getting through the group but it's been totally totally yeah. different I remember you saying it before the tournament you said look like the football we're playing we're playing a 4-3-3 we're playing proper you know you said Cape Verdean football right instead of kind of the more defensive kind of back five that we saw at in Cameroon you know, I want to hear a bit like how did that transformation happen because it's essentially the same group of players you know you've had a couple guys like mm. Bebe join since then but like what what how did that change come about in terms of the football you've been playing because it's been it's been brilliant yeah well look since I've come in I think it it sort of reflects the football we've been trying to play mm -hmm. uh, since since my time been here and when I first started uh, we were traditionally a 4 3 3 team and we sort of changed to like a 3-4-2 or 5-3-2 in the lead up to the last kind of like just to try something differently so we reverted back to I suppose what most of the players are, are comfortable to like and um, I don't know we just sort of the players that we have in the team that more suited to getting on the ball and, and, and keeping the ball and showing their quality like and trying to attack as much as we can like and I think it was a fairly natural transition for us to go from what was the last uh, AFCON to what we're playing now. Yeah and I think what strikes me particularly about that your team is I don't think there's any team in this competition, or to be honest, any international competition I've watched recently where there's so much self-expression. Like I think yeah. in that first game, I counted five nutmegs against Canada. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, like, and the fans love it, like the Ivorians love it. This is one thing I've loved about the Ivorian fans here is, yeah, they love a goal, yeah, they love all that. But what they really want is they want to see players humiliating other players. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we see with you guys. Like, is that, how much of that is kind of like, coached and how much of that and like tactically is part of the game plan how much of it is kind of you guys just saying look we're here to express ourselves and play football yeah look it's 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 just it's, it's a mix of everything yeah there's there's a players with have the ability to pull off these tricks and uh, the goals as you as you're saying as well like but there's also the manager who allows us that freedom tells us like to go out there show your quality and have the confidence to show it i think that's the big thing because like if you look across the teams uh, in this tournament there's there's loads of quality players in that squad in the squads around but you have to have the confidence to show that like and I think uh, obviously off the back of the victory in, in Ghana lads have been, have been confident to show what they can do like on the big stage and that's whether the players coming in for the first game or the second or third game and um, it's just really uh, something that's yeah 
we're encouraged to do. Yeah, and and because that Ghana game, I think I was looking at the stats. It was like you guys created the most XG in I think any game of at the group stage against Ghana, yeah. which is like yeah. ludicrous in terms of you think about the amount. I think you almost had almost I think it was almost four or three goals that you like XG like unreal yeah. and. So yeah, I think when people, particularly like back home in the UK or Ireland, see like, ah, oh, Cape Verde, Ireland must be kind of backs against the walls, like, but you absolutely dominated them. <laughs> um, but I, I remember when we spoke after the game, you, you said like, oh, like it was class, you know, we played the football we wanted to play, we played attacking football, but we were a little shaky at the back, a little open. But then against Mozambique, you kind of shut that down. Mozambique, who kind of looked really dangerous against Egypt, didn't have a kind of sniff against you guys. What like what what kind of changed in terms of being able to create that defensive solidity? Um, I think it, it, one of the big things was the nerves. Obviously, the first game of the tournament is going to be that little bit of nervousness. You don't want to, to make mistakes. You want to try, trying to win the game, and you're probably a little bit more cautious and on the edge a bit, like against Mozambique. We obviously knew with the results of the first game, if you win this, we were we were through. We would have cemented that qualification. Like so, it was that bit more determined. Yeah. Uh, determination in the group and obviously we watched the, the Ghana game back and we picked up a few things that we could potentially do better in, uh, defensively and uh, yeah I think that's what we'll, we'll continue to do going forward we'll, we'll watch games back we'll look at we've done well and, and where, we, where we can improve yeah and, and kind of reflecting on your own journey with this team you know you came into it a few years ago you had your first AFCON in Cameroon what, what has been the difference for you, like personally, your experience in Cameroon and then as well as, you know, here in Abidjan, both off and on the pitch, you know, how have you found your experience being different? Um, I know, it's, it's, I think I keep highlighting it, but COVID is a, is, is a huge thing. Um, you've mentioned that already as well, the, the Ivorians, they're, they're, they're brilliant. Um, I have to say, like, whether, whether we're going training or whether we're coming back to the hotel from matches or training, uh, the celebrate you're getting celebrated like you've you've won the tournament yeah. already like and it's just an incredible feeling like the the player uh, the the people here are just so happy to see footballers around the place uh, and that's made it really special for me like the support you get um, as I say at training or whether you at the matches um, the interaction you're able to have with people now uh, around the hotel it's uh, it's brilliant and look I think the the standard of the hotel we're in um, the facilities we have like and we're lucky to be. I think what 15 minutes late in the stadium as well. It all, it all adds up. It all makes a real difference. Yeah, and on the pitch, I, I want to also ask because you know you have this kind of very attack-minded team in, in in Cape Verde, and like you said, this has kind of been a journey that the team has been on. You know, under Bubista and the time you've been in here, you know, from yourself. Because even I was looking at your stats from last tournament to this tournament, here, and you know, your passes are up, your pass accuracy is up, your you know progressive <laughs> passes, every, everything in terms of an attacking is up and your defensive actions are down because you're not defending as much because you're dominating games you know obviously you've played to you know really really great standard in the league of ireland and that, that's come a long way over the last you know yeah. decade in terms of the technical quality the professionalism and you know you're in the team of the season last year but has playing for cape for changed you as a player in terms of the way you play at all um, I don't think it's changed me in terms of a player. I've always tried to, to, to play that way, or at least learn to play, play that way, like and, and develop as a player. Um, I think the comp your confidence levels have definitely gone up. Obviously, you're, you're sharing the pitch with some really decorated footballers, uh, not just in our team, but across the world. Like, and especially at times like these, like if you, if you can take like playing at this level and being comfortable uh, playing at this level and showing your ability, it's it's something that sort of raises. Um, your levels in terms of what where you want to reach as a footballer, whereas that's ability wise, commitment wise, driven wise, you're doing that at the one of the highest stages in football. So you can only really take confidence from that. Yeah, it's absolutely. It must. I mean, it can only do that if you're playing well <laughs> and like getting getting through these groups. I mean, it's been great, been great to watch. I, one of the things I wanted to ask is kind of about about Coach Bubisa. We've spoken about him a couple times, but because he's not someone who's had 
you know, a lot of pedigree, you know, in, in Europe or, you know, even coaching on the continent, you know, ha have you seen that journey of him kind of developing as a coach and this team as a group? Like how much is the, the fact that you guys have been able to do well now down to you've had the same coach for the last three or four years, you've had this established kind of team and yeah, you've had one or two players who've come, you've had one or two players leave, but generally you've, you've kind of been on this journey together. How much has the coaching staff and Bovista in particular been in, in terms of that? Oh, it's, it's, it's been incredible. Like I think um, the fact that we have been together, that familiarity like is, is a huge thing and the bond we have together, like he, he knows the players that he has in the squad, he knows what makes them tick, he knows what gets the best reaction out of them like, and um, he, he listens to us as well. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's always asking for questions or how we can improve things like and being in the true Cape Verde man he played for the team as well like you understand what it means to, to play at this level and, and although he probably hasn't coached in what's the guys one of the higher leagues he knows his football and uh, he knows how to get his matches across onto the pitch and you, you can see that in the way we play we, we, we play for him like and uh, he, he gives us everything to, to be the best uh, we possibly can be. Yeah and, and I think I want to kind of ask you about that because it's so interesting that I've noticed this Africa Cup of Nations is there's so many more coaches who are local guys coaching their teams. You know, whether Equatorial Guinea with Juan Micha, you know, like mm. doing wonders there. You see it all across, you know, even and even those who aren't necessarily local play, coaches, they've had coaches who've come from from Africa. You know, I think Mauritani, the guys you're playing, Amir Abdu's Comorian, took Comoros to, to, to the round of 16 last time, mm. and then he gets a job at Mar Mauritania. You know, genuinely, how much of a difference does it make? Because in Africa, we've seen over the last, you know, couple decades that there's been a tendency for oftentimes for coaches who haven't succeeded in Europe to get, you know, an easy gig, I guess, in, in on the continent. We're not seeing that as much anymore. You know, from your experience working with Bolista, how much of a difference does it make that he is Cape Verde? He has played for this team. He knows what it means to be a part of the badge rather than someone who's kind of come from abroad and maybe doesn't understand that aspect. Yeah, look, I, for me, like, um, I don't really think about or like of, of where that person's from. I just think of the, the, the quality as a manager, and he has everything to be a really successful manager. Like I said, his man management skills, how he's able to talk to players, how he organises his teams. Like it, it really is top level stuff. And as far as inside came into the playing international football and, and playing African um, like Cup of Nations and African qualifiers for that, like you have to learn to respect uh, everybody. Like uh, I know back from from back home, like um, in, in Ireland, like we look at the Ireland team and see where we're getting players from. Are they playing in the Premier League? Are they playing in Championship or, or whatever? Like, and I've come to international setups, and we have players from all over the leagues. We've had from Bulgaria, Turkey, um, France, uh, Dubai, and these are quality players that I'm playing with. So you have to respect um, where everybody plays uh, in world football. And I think the same goes for, for management as well. If you've got the, the skills and the qualities, it doesn't matter where you're, where you're from or where you're managing, like you have to be respected. Definitely. I, I think I think I might be right in saying this, but I think Cape Verde is the only team in this competition where every single player plays for a different club. There's no one who are teammates. <laughs> I think you're the only country that is. So it's even like on steroids. And I want to talk about that because like, I don't know. I j I want to, uh, first of all, during your game against Bozovic, I was literally Googling flights to, to Cape Verde. So yeah. I need to get there. It's beautiful, I, yeah, you I should definitely to, go. I need to understand what is it about this place? Because like when I think about it, you know, population of like half a million spread out over these four islands and over like something, I remember looking at it's like 10,000 square kilometers or something. Right. Like everything is so far apart. Even like the National League, it's like, it has to be done on an island basis. Yeah. And then you come <laughs> together for play. Like by all rights, 
you shouldn't you shouldn't even be here. Like as a country, you're so small. You're the smallest nation I think to ever qualify for the Afcon. Like in terms of resources, infrastructure, like you have nothing compared. You know, think about Egypt and Ghana, the teams you're playing. Like you just like shouldn't be here, and yet you are. You're playing brilliant football. Like, what is it about? Cape Verde that you guys are able to to like pull this off because it is genuinely remarkable. Yeah, like look, I think it goes back to history. Like um, like just because you're not living in Cape Verde doesn't mean you're not Cape Verde. And mm-hmm. traditionally, like Cape Verdean people go off into the into the world like to try and make a living uh, somewhere. Like my father did. Like he, he went off and ended up in Ireland. Like but the, there's a true sense of, of being Cape Verdean. And when you go back to the country uh, and you, you kind of you gel with all the people or you're there to play football, you kind of get a bit more of an understanding of what it means to, to be Cape Verdean and yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just great people, really, really great people, really great atmosphere like, and uh, you want you want to work hard for the country and give the, the people a sense of pride. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I can't, I, I'm definitely going to have to come at some point because yeah. I just, I do not understand it. It is genuinely like, I think Yeah, it's no, it, it is mad, like it, you can't really, it's hard, it's difficult to put into words unless you're surrounded around yeah. uh, by it like and yeah every time I'm with this group like you, you understand it a bit more yeah and, and I, that's uh, that's something you mentioned last time we spoke about how every time you come to play for the national team you feel more Cape Verdean you feel more a part of it you feel like kind of like you said you know people people take Cape Verde with them and you feel like you're you know bringing more of it more of it with you how how has that been at this tournament in terms of your experience? You know, you're saying that you've got a chef now who's cooking Cape Verdean food. Like, yeah. For you, kind of being a part of this team, how much has that impacted again further and further your sense of being Cape Verdean, your sense of being kind of from from this this tiny, tiny country? Yeah, it, it, it's massive. You say, like, um, I have a, a better understanding uh, of the culture, of the people uh, since, when I, when, since when I first started. So when I come, every time I come now to a, a meetup or, or a game, so I mean, I, I'm more comfortable in, in, in what to expect and you're able to, I suppose, learn more or delve into more um, of what it means to be Cape Verde, whether that's through the language, the food or the culture or, or meeting people. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just been great like that. Even Lamine, um, our chef, like when we win the game, he makes Kachupa. I associate Kachupa with what my dad used to cook for us basically growing up mm-hmm. like, and the Cape Verdean dish. But when we go over and play games, Cape Verde we could shoot every morning. Yeah, so it's really embedded in, in in the team. Like, so yeah. to have that here now, it's uh, it's amazing. Makes everyone feel at home now. Yeah, I love that. And, and the other thing I wanted then to ask you is because one of the things I've enjoyed doing is trying to like watch individual players and how they kind of operate on the pitch. And, and for you, like you're so vocal, you're such kind of like I see you're constantly screaming at it. Was it Steven Moreira, your left back? Like, yeah, 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 sorry, and Moreira, like, four years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wait. When, like when you're speaking to, to the other guys, just like linguistically, what what are you like? Are you speaking English? Are you speaking Creole? Like what are you actually yet like yelling? I'm so curious. Yeah, no, I, I speak Creole. I said that since the first I come in here. Like if I'm going to be speaking on the pitch, yeah. it has to be Creole. Uh-huh. And I think that was for me to help settle in and for the rest of the team to maybe like accept me yeah. a, bit, a bit quicker. Like obviously off the pitch, I I, I try, but yeah. lads will help me out in English. That's no problem. But I think it's important to. To speak the one language yeah. on the on the pitch together, like uh, it makes it easier for everybody. Like and yeah, I'm sure the, the teammates have some stories after the yeah. game as well. <laughs> no, I love it. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you even yeah, I played to a very very substandard level. I'm the same, screaming at everyone. Yeah, like yeah. absolutely, I love it. It's, it's proper. And, <laughs> and for you as well, like I think speaking with journalists and fans, you're you're what I love about it. You is everyone says, oh, like who's that guy at the back? He's got a Schwartz tucked in. Like, yeah, old he school. Looks like, yeah, <laughs> for old school. Yeah. I love it. And like it for, for and for me, it, it feels like as well. What I love about it is it feels like 
you as a player, you're, you're, you're playing as Cape Verdean, but you're bringing a little bit of Irish with you as well, like that kind of, yeah, old school style. Yeah, like, definitely. The, the, yeah. Lads, the lads tease me over that, definitely yeah. about the, the shorts tucking in that. And it's only something I do in matches, like, so yeah. even the first few times I was with the team, they were saying, how can we not throw it in train and yeah. all that? Like, and everyone went down with that, with that t-shirt tucked in. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just been my sort of thing. Like, it's a, it helps me like uh, prepare for games like so something i always done like and i, I think it'd be crazy to change it now with this yeah, family group. Uh, absolutely yeah. no i love it and like, like i said like everyone notices you on the touchline because they're like it's that guy like yeah. proper kind of barrel Short chest, chest. Short. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant i think it's so funny oh yeah absolutely love it i want to ask you about the kind of the, your experience of the rest of the tournament because one of the things that always fascinates me is about players at tournaments is like yeah, you don't get to do anything, you know, like you just, you know, you, know, you do your training, recovery, go home, you know, chill out in the hotel. You know, I was speaking to Frank Onyeka from Nigeria and he was saying like, man, we don't get to have any fun. We just have to like go back to our hotel room, like chill, wait until the next team meeting, blah, blah, blah. H have you have you been able to watch m much of the tournament from, from here? Yeah, and I think, look, I can only uh, echo what Frank has said there, like a little bit of times when Especially when you have gaps in between games, um, just to sort of like entertain yourself because you're mm. kind of confined to the hotel. But one of the the best things was we have a, a great bar area down there with the, the screens of the TV, and the hotel has been brilliant for putting on entertainment for matches. So we were able to go down and, and, and watch a game together. Like, and I think it was the the last game you watched was Morocco and Zambia, Zambia which yeah. is a bit of a, a, a nothing game, yeah. uh, I suppose, in, in the scheme of things. Well, for us anyway, we were we were true, and I don't think we could have played um, either side. Like, but. I knew the uh, Ivory Coast team. Yeah, needed them. We're, we're dependent for Morocco, so the hotel staff were watching the game as well, like, and they were kicking every ball for yeah. Morocco and Zambia, and that just created uh, some great entertainment as well. Like, so having that, I suppose, um, area down for ourselves, we go down and watch one of the games together, like, it gets us out of the rooms for an hour or so, like, and it's just been, uh, it's been good crack, yeah, I have to say. Yeah, oh, I love that. And yeah, like you said, Ivorians, like, I had. I, I didn't end up watching that game because I'd kind of been in an accident earlier in the day, so I was yeah. just trying to like sleep and relax. And I got woken up because like like hundred meters away, it's like fireworks, flares, like everything. Yeah. It was incredible. Like, uh, it's brilliant. It was I, I think that's what this, this tournament brings. Like yeah. it's uh, for, for entertainment alone, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's there's, there's no tournament like it. And then you have all the skills and, and the quality and the, the games as well after yeah. that. Like, but, entertainment value it's brilliant yeah it's, yeah, it's been fantastic because even like even from a, a slightly negative side for that final group game that ivory coast played i went to a fan zone and it was like crazy to watch it in a yeah. fan zone and not in the stadium both like in terms of the party atmosphere and how like brilliant it was but then once ivory coast started losing like how it turned it was yeah. like oh my days yeah like, <laughs> football means so much to people in this yeah, country and i love that lift. in terms of watching the other teams you know have there been any teams that you kind of enjoyed watching teams you kind of fancy playing now like what what kind of what have you made of, of the particularly the teams in the other groups yeah it's, i suppose it's been it's been surprising like and um i suppose you can't look past equatorial guinea they were they've been incredible um in their in their group games like and they look really together which is i think goes a long way in this tournament morocco um look very strong um, and i think they will be one of my favorites coming into the tournament like so they'd be interesting to go along but i think now we'll We'll see things getting a bit tighter. Obviously, yeah. it's 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 win or go home. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot more on the line. Like so, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. But we're just happier in the hat now as well. Absolutely, and and you know, thanks to your kind of coming first after the second round of fixtures, the only team to do it, which is again mm -hmm. remarkable given who you were group with. You're facing up against Mauritania. Obviously, Mauritania in a lot of ways very similar to Cape Verde. Kind yeah. of ten years yeah. ago, were like one of the worst ranked teams in the world. 
kind of really, you know, they're not islands, obviously, but kind of one of the most, uh, what do you call it, like disparately uh, dispersed countries yeah, in the world, like no population density, like tiny, tiny nation in terms of population, and, you know, but they go and beat Algeria and, and do remarkably, you know, for you, how much of a difference, because I'm sure, I mean, certainly I was, when going into that game, I was assuming, oh, okay, probably Algeria might come third or Burkina Faso, maybe Angola will be one of the teams. I certainly didn't think Mauritania would, would beat them, although even though they were pretty good in the first two games, how does that affect you guys in terms of the preparation? Because you you know you've had these games where, you know, you beat Ghana. Obviously, that was you know, and not in terms of the performances because I think Ghana's been a bit of a mess. But yeah, in terms yeah. of the, the size of the countries of and stuff, you weren't expected to get anything there. And then you kind of have no pressure on you against Mozambique because suddenly you've got a win in the bag. You know, you can play your style of football. And then in Egypt, you you know can rotate. You know, it's easy going, and you still get a brilliant draw. Now against Mauritania, for the first time probably at this tournament, the pressure is going to be all on you guys in terms of the expectations. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. How 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 do you manage that? Well, you say maybe, but you don't yeah. even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think it's again like we we treat every team, I try to treat every team with the same respect. It doesn't matter if you're say one of the small nations or big nations, whether you finish fourth, second, or third in your group. Everybody's here on merit, and Mauritania um, got through on merit because they, they beat one of the best nations in, in Africa, yep. in Algeria. Like so, you have to respect them from from what they are. You can't take anyone lightly. You can. We need to focus on ourselves on what we can do, uh, and bring to the game. Obviously, they have some some really dangerous threats that we, we need to try and nullify. Um, but at the end of the day, like we have to do what we can do to, to get through. Like and then. Um, that's fourth, that's fourth and foremost, you have to win the battle. Yeah. I'd always say that fourth and then you can play your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my, my last question, I guess, is, you know, you might go out against Martini, hopefully not. Hopefully you get all the way to the final. Yeah. But, you, you know, at some point this tournament will end for you guys. When that happens, are you able to go back to Cape Verde at all and, like, connect with the people? Or do you have to just, especially you, because you're kind of in preseason, Shamrock Rover is about yeah. to kick off. Like, do you get any time to like appreciate what you've done at this tournament, or what, or do you use it just right back to the right back to work? Yeah, we probably won't probably won't get back to Cape Verde, already because because lads have obviously different club yeah. commitments that we want to back myself included. Like, um, maybe the next time we go down there, I think is is June for a World Cup qualifier. Mm -hmm. We might be able to to bask in them, but the support that we've been getting from from Cape Verde and, and around the world on on social media is from videos we're getting here, and even the fans that have made a long trip down to the Ivory Coast. It's been fantastic. Like so, you really do get a sense of, of what it means, and you have uh, messages coming from from back home saying how proud people are of us. Like I remember chatting to me, to me dad, and he was ringing um, my grandfather back home in, in, in Sandy Cloud, like, and he said, "No one's walked in Cape Verde for a few days after after we qualified." Like, which, is, which is great to hear. So like, they're enjoying it and they're and they're, and they're proud of it. So hopefully we can continue to make them proud and uh, our journey goes on a bit longer. Yeah, I swear, half like since coming to Cote d'Ivoire, like half of the TikToks I got on my phone are like Cape Verdean people like dancing, singing, <laughs> yes. celebrating pictures from the stadium or anything. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it seems to have taken out Pico. Thank you so much, man. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Great. Thank, thank you. Great to see you.